Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Work Stories is a place for women of color to share their experiences in the workplace. We're no longer whispering these stories to our best friends and partners and then shoving them to the backs of our minds and just dealing. We're talking about bias, equal pay, bad bosses, racist hiring practices, and all the crazy things your coworkers have done or said to you. This is a safe place to tell those stories. The floor is open, y'all. We are telling it all. Welcome back to Work Stories. Today, we're going to be talking with JoJo, and she is going to tell us what it's like to be in this workforce as a Gen Zer. She's even going to give us some advice on how to best support that generation. So today I am joined by JoJo. Thank you so much for making time to talk with us today. Let's just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Of course. Thank you for having me. So a little bit about me. My name is Jordan, but I go by JoJo and I am 21. I'm located in the DMV area and I'm in school studying business administration at the College of Southern Maryland. So like, tell us about, I mean, obviously like you're definitely repping for the Gen Zers today. And I think we haven't really explored on this podcast yet, like what, you know, your work environments look like and kind of the early experiences you're getting, like how they're really shaping you as participants in this crazy work environment in this country. (laughs) Um, So I guess like tell us about some of the jobs that you've had up until this point. I've been in the hospitality services. The first thing that I did is I worked at a smoothie place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always pros and cons with anything. So I'd say in the smoothie joint. The pro was the manager was amazing. He made sure that we were always okay. So that was a healthy start into working, right? I was very happy with how he treated us. Mm -hmm. But the downside was the fact that it wasn't ran to the best of its abilities. Like we were getting paid through Cash App. So I was like, um, I'm pretty sure this isn't right. I'm like 99.9% sure that my parents don't get paid through Cash App. So red flag, red flag on the play. No, ma'am. I mean, it's convenient for you, right? But like, doesn't sound legal. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So for me, I was like, okay, it's time to step somewhere else. So unfortunately, that made me leave to the restaurant industry. And my friend had recommended this place to me. And when I first got there, I was comfortable. I was like, okay, we're getting paid properly. And Mm. it also was fully staffed at all times. Like it just seemed like a less stressful environment. 
And then mm-hmm. that changed quickly. So it was probably stressful when I first got there, but since I was still the newbie and they weren't having me do much, I wasn't thinking about it, you know? So what kind of place is this? How would you describe it? It's high speed at all times. There are people coming in 24-7 and... Something that like is a known fact in restaurants across the board is the turnover rate is high. So that's another Mm. thing that's an issue. We become short staffed and that can be very frustrating as well. So after you were done training and kind of reality set in, what happened? (laughs) I was butting heads with managers. They were becoming very nitpicky. And, you know, sometimes you bring your outside issues to work. Yeah, That became an issue for me. And then being short-staffed, I don't understand with the position that I'm in. I don't understand how they are comfortable with just having one person do it. Our busiest days would be the weekend. So on the weekend, we would need more people in the kitchen than we do. So were you in the kitchen? Were you a server, a hostess? Like, what were your roles? So I started out as a host, and then I transferred over to to go just because to go made more money than hosting and hosting wasn't stressful necessarily I feel like it was a pretty easy job but like I said I need more money so that's when I transferred into to go when you kind of had these concerns about staffing because this is all happening in the pandemic correct yes yes okay So all these places, you know, we hear, I mean, we can go to a restaurant up the street from wherever the person listening is right now and find a sign that says, bear with us, we're short staffed, right? That's like still a thing. So knowing that all this is going on, um, you know, how did you approach the situation to ask for more help? I didn't. I didn't ask for more help because I just felt like you said we were in a time where people were comfortable being at home and, you know, receiving the unemployment. Some of us weren't, and that's why we were coming into work Mm. or didn't qualify for it. So I just felt like me saying anything wasn't really going to change the position that we're in because it's a reality that we unfortunately have to deal with because getting people in there already is an issue because not everybody necessarily enjoys working in the restaurant industry. And then two, you know, you're getting receiving these benefits. I wouldn't come back to work either. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, especially to be making what minimum wage and, and being overwhelmed and in some environments not being treated that great um, in some of these other places. So, I mean, I totally get that. Exactly. How long did you work there? Like was just, just like mania the whole time. So I still work there. To make the environment better for me, what I did for myself is I took a break. Instead of voicing my concerns, I was just like, okay, I need to take some leave. So I took two months leave focusing on pushing my personal career that I want for myself for the long goal. And that was definitely very helpful. I'm glad I made that decision for myself. Yeah. I think to return back, which I am, I am returning back soon. I, I will be in a better headspace than I was prior. Yeah. Do you think you'll, I mean, there'll be more staffing compared to like the last few months or are you kind of expecting the same thing? I hope so. I hope that it's more staffing because I think people are now looking for jobs again. I think like, okay, they're ready to, you know, get out of the house, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple questions. So with the to-go area, do you make any tips there? Yes, we do. We do make tips. Okay. So you're making tips and then you're generally making a larger wage than like the hostesses are. Yes, Yes, we are. I think, you know, the minimum wage or what people kind of typically bring in is different throughout the country. So people might have different numbers in their head listening to this. Can you share with us what is the typical hourly wage at a place like this? So the start out is usually 10-10 where I am. I'm 
in the DMV, so Maryland to be exact, and that makes it 10-10 for the minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And then on to go, the position that I am, it's twelve fifty. Okay, wait. Okay, that just like shocked me. Um, which I I know because I like see some numbers, but I thought things were more so moving to fifteen dollars at least. Oh no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. Do you live on your own? Do your coworkers live on their own? Like, how are people paying bills off of this money? She got straight to the point. Isn't that the question? How are they? Question I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking at 21, 22, you might have some coworkers who are a little later in their 20s. But like, how are you supposed to be paying apartment rent even with a roommate? I have no idea how they do it. Because oh. like you said, some of the people are a little older than me and they get it done. They, they get it done. Some of them do have a second job. Don't get me wrong. But a few of them do just work the 40 hour work week and just make it happen. And I'm like, you know what? I commend you because I, I don't know how to do it. And I am not living on my own. I'm at home. Yeah. So are you with your parents? Yes. Yeah. So that's the only way that this is going to this would work. Literally, literally the only way. I, I ask them all the time, like, how how do you do it? Yeah, 10 to $12 in this economy with this type of inflation. But also for those of you listening who don't know, like the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area is very expensive. It is comparable to like probably just under New York, just under a San Francisco or Hawaii. Like very <laughs> expensive. That is very true. Oh my God. I just can't even imagine um, taking myself out of that moment, out of that shock. Um, Yeah. So what do you see for your career? Like, you know, you're studying bi- business management. So what yes. do you want to be doing? Because it can't be working at a restaurant, I would imagine. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'm done. It's up. I said this is my last. So basically, I want to do digital content creation full-time. That is the goal. For my business administration degree, the purpose of that is because I do like entrepreneurship. So I don't want to like create a full-fledged business. I'm actually comfortable with the business staying small, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like picking up different things and then putting them down because I I never saw myself being like running a full-fledged business, being the CEO of something. Mm -hmm. But I like making extra income when I can. So that's the purpose of that. And then last but not least, my dream job has always been to work for nonprofits in addition to doing my content creation. So that's the goal. Okay. I saw an article actually this week that said something. They were really talking to millennials, but I mean, you're next in line. And they were saying like, you know, millennials aren't even looking to be managers and like CEOs and like lead the places anymore. And I would kind of pose the same thing to you. Is it because of the stress involved? Like, is your generation not interested in jobs that are overly stressful? Mm, That's a good question. I definitely think our generation, yeah, they don't like what they've seen in the past. If you have a good parenting household and you see that they both work the 40-hour work week and they seem stressed, if you're in it, you're seeing that for themselves. It's not something that you want for yourself. So I think that's what it is. I think we're seeing other people struggle and we're like okay we I don't want to do that I have to figure out how I can make what I want for myself be a livable wage for me yeah I'm just like imagining like what conversations are you having with your friends like you're trying to 
do something you're passionate about. I know I hear a lot about like being making an impact and helping others is like a big value system for Gen Z. We dream big and we have really huge goals for ourselves. A few of them definitely want to be entrepreneurs. A few of them just want to get into the corporate realm, but like specifically something that is getting them between 24 and $30 an hour. Like they dream big. They're like, nope, I'm looking for what I can get the most out of in a position with also, like you said, without the stress there. So they're looking for the best of both worlds across the board and they don't want to settle for less. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you dream big in a world like the one we have today? Because I'm just thinking like you're 21, you see another war happening all over TV, right? You see the rising prices of things, the cost of education, as you are well aware of paying for one currently, is through the roof. And I feel like your generation has gotten a lot of short sticks, I guess you would say. Like you're not getting some of the greater parts uh, that other generations got. And I wonder, like, how do you remain hopeful and think to dream big when all of this is going on around you? I think it's about support. I think the one thing with my generation, we are real, really supportive of each other. And we believe in, well, some of us at least believe in the whole viral culture thing. Like if you work hard enough on posting all the time on social media or just work hard on anything in general or participate in hustle culture with, I truly don't um, believe in, but they have that ambition. They have that drive to get up and do it. Mm -hmm. That's what helps keeps the dream alive. They're focused on a goal, no matter what they have to do to get to it. I think that's really admirable. I think anyone listening who is not a part of Gen Z is probably thinking the way I was thinking, like, how are you even standing up half the time and imagining a future for yourself, especially better than the one you have now. And so I think it's it's amazing that you all have figured out how to encourage yourselves and support each other to keep moving. Yes. So what can we older folks... <laughs> Oh my God, I sound like I'm a million years old. Why did I say it like that? Um, but you know, other people who have been in their careers longer and have a little more life experience, like what can we do to best support you when we see you showing up in our organizations and companies and looking for jobs? Yeah. So okay, I'm about to I'm about to call y'all out. I'm about <laughs> call to call us out. We got beef. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to say is stop belittling. Mm. I've noticed that a lot that, you know, when I say where I work or I'm asked the question how much I get paid, there's the stairs, there's the looks like, oh, well, this is just your start. You do something better. You know, you just have to start somewhere. And I'm like, okay. Or being seen like it's not a real job. For example, if you have a sibling and your mom or dad texts you and is like, hey, can you pick up your sister after her program that she has at school because I won't be able to make it. And they're like, oh, well, I have to get to work. And they're just like, oh, well, you can't be late. Like, but in real life, like, yes, these jobs don't really care if you're late, but in a corporate environment, yeah. you, you're you going to have to explain why you were late. So it's like, why not practice mm -hmm. right now? 
So that's definitely an issue. I'm like, don't be little. And also the other side of that is some people are actually comfortable being in the minimum wage environment for the rest of their life. They're comfortable being a floor employee. I have people at my job that are like that. And that's what really made me stop projecting my own insecurities. I'll be real. Like, I'm like, I don't want this for myself, but other people do. So I was like, you know what? Let me stop asking them, like, why do you want this? And start saying, you know what? Good for you. If this is what you're comfortable with and it makes you happy, then it makes you happy. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is tips. So yes, I do get an hourly pay that's higher than others in the restaurant. But just like in a corporate environment, when you're asking for a raise, we all want to make more money. We all want to make more money because I have to basically kill myself working doubles to get the income that I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. So having a tip, anything extra is always nice. And I'm not saying tip when you receive bad service, because I won't even tip somebody if I receive bad service. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it shouldn't be a thought that because we get an hourly, we shouldn't deserve a tip. And people really believe that like customers will come in and be like, Oh, well, they get an hourly, like you don't have to tip them. Like I'll hear private conversations of them walking out the door. And I'm just like, I don't know why you have that mindset. But okay. So do you feel like the rule of thumb is anybody in customer service you're interacting with, particularly face-to-face, you should tip. Yes. Yes. Mm. Especially as a server. Especially as a server. I don't understand anybody that doesn't tip a server unless, like I said, you receive terrible service. Yeah. And I I mean, I feel like I the people I know are really good about tipping and that's just part of our life going out. Like we're not going to go out if we don't have money to tip. <laughs> it's just like kind of irresponsible. Right. But you know, Some people have different theories on that. So for those people who are like, okay, your company should be paying you more so that there's not pressure to tip, what do you say to that? That's a fair argument. I hear you. They should be paying us more, but... There is a cap at some point, right? And it depends mm-hmm. how much they have in the budget to offer us. And when it's going to multiple things, it's like to ask them that. I mean, they were reaching out during the pandemic for you to pay COVID fees. So if you think they have money in the budget mm-hmm. to pay us more, but they're asking customers to pay a COVID fee in their check, they, they clearly don't have it because that should be covered by them. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like the bigger question of like, why don't they have it? So like when the pandemic had just started, right, there was a lot of push to support smaller businesses as opposed to chains, right? So everyone was like, go to your local restaurants versus the chains because the chains have the money in corporate to sustain while the local businesses don't. So these chains have money at some point. Why isn't it getting to you? I guess that's you probably don't know that answer. But like, what can people like you who are currently working those jobs do to like make that change? That's a legitimate question. And you're right. I'm not sure why it's not getting to us. I I really don't know. But to make that change, I I don't know how to go about it. I mean, I've seen people do strikes Mm -hmm. to receive more pay, but it's like, it makes sense to do that. But then at the same time, it's like, we shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to be begging to receive a payment that we should be receiving. It would be better to go to higher ups if we really want to seek that change, because we'll talk to somebody that will give us the, the real answer, the real tea on why exactly we can't receive a higher wage right now or where the money's going to. Somebody Mm -hmm. has the answer somewhere. 
It's just about finding them. Yeah, and it's crazy because what we've been hearing now, like these news reports and all of these conversations from career coaches are saying that like the workers have the power now, like the job industry has shifted and it's not about the companies anymore. It's about the people. So the people can ask for more money and get it. They can like leave their jobs and go get other ones. It's like easier than it's ever been because there's not enough people working, which I don't even understand that math, but okay. Um, So it's like, do you feel empowered now more than ever to kind of take control of your life as an employee and like get what you want? Or do you kind of still feel like timid about it? I think it depends on where you work because in my environment, I do feel like, okay, if I was to leave here, I can get another job. Like I do feel that I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I wouldn't be leaving to what I want to do, right? Like I'm focused on a certain career goal. So it wouldn't be ideal for me to leave just to go into something else that's in the same realm. Like it wouldn't make sense to me. So I feel like that's where it's that sense of like holding on because that uncertainty of what I'm going to jump into next. Mm -hmm. And I feel like other employees feel the same way. So that's kind of like why they say it's like, yeah, you could get another job. It's still that 50-50, like you can, but is it worth leaving? Is it worth leaving if you're not going to something that's better? Yeah, right. The grass is always greener on the other side. So like, you know, you have a bad week and you're all like pissed off and you're like, "Mm, I'm going to get another job. And then you go to another job that's just like the one you just had. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's at least being thoughtful about your transition. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. Be thoughtful about your transition. Depending on where you work, like we work, for example, we work they are for the people. They will set you up. They have an after parties. They're making sure that their office is very comfortable and warm and welcoming. So that's a great example of like that works there where it's like, okay, it is for the people. They probably would be more comfortable to ask for a raise because how they are treated as employees. This is just what I've heard like from other people. So some people that work there might actually feel differently. But from what I've heard in articles I've came across, we work as like, the place to be. Well, now they have so much attention on them, right? Because of that documentary that, you know, when all eyes are looking at you, you you have to be on your best behavior also as a company too. Yeah. Figuring out a place, yeah, where you're, where you're valued and you're going to be treated well. But, you know, that always comes with things. Like there's places that, you know, will pay you what you want and will work you like a dog. Yes. <laughs> so figuring out... Are you that type of person who is okay with that? They say, hey, if you pay me, like I am okay with doing whatever is asked within reason, right? Right. Working long hours, particularly when you're young, right? Like they really want to get you now before you start having full families and obligations and responsibilities and and work you like that. Is that something you're okay with? Oh, no. And it's funny to bring it up because it's like, (laughs) it's like two sides in the Gen Z room. Some of us, you know, like I said, they're the go-getters. They're like, it's fine. I'm worth the overtime, all that great jazz. And then the other half is like, we are sticklers to, I work a nine to five. So when five o'clock hits, I'm going home or whatever the schedule says. If it says I come in at 11 and I leave at four, I'm leaving at four. Catch me walking out the door. Like, and that's where I am. I'm that type of person because I feel like work shouldn't be your whole life. I don't think we were placed on this planet to basically just like kill ourselves. Like, I don't feel like we should be working ourselves this hard to make a livable wage. I don't believe in that at all. I think that you should go to work because clearly we have bills. That's just the reality. Pay them. 
and then enjoy your life. Yeah. That's my thinking. But I think that's even new for me to fully, you know, feel like that and realize that and try to pursue a life like that. Like a lot of people have been caught up in hustle culture, right? Hustle culture has been, I think, for a solid decade, if not longer, of like, it's cool to be worn out. Like, it's cool to not sleep. And all of these other things I've talked about earlier in the season, like that that's something people are just now trying to climb out of. So it's interesting that your generation is still split like that. Half the people wanting to do that and okay with being like that. But yeah, you're definitely like me. You're like, yeah, no, I'm clocking out. Goodbye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, no. Am I inviting my boss to the cookout? No, I'm not. So Ooh. I'm not doing well, all like, this. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah. And then people always want to like, oh. It's like boundaries at work too, right? And it's not about, you could have a lovely boss, right? My boss is cool, but also I need to separate my work life and my personal life. No offense. Yes, (laughs) yes, there has to be a balance. So older generations, listen up, we need to not belittle these jobs and the, the aspirations of Gen Z and what they need to do to get there, right? Right. And we also need to fit better. Tell us one more thing you think we should be doing to better support you. I guess encouragement that you can get to the career goal you're looking for without having to go to college. The older generation does still focus on college a lot. They push that. And this day and age, Mm. like, again, you could wake up one day and be viral. And that's the thing that changes your life. And you weren't even thinking about doing that. Maybe you were just in school for nursing, but you dropped out and you're like, I don't need Mm. nursing anymore because this happened for me. So it's just... I don't think that everybody has to go to college to get into the career field that they want. And that's also due to the fact that people don't want to work, even people that do have the degrees, but the people that have the degrees don't want to work, some of them, and then the ones that don't do want to work. So it's like, you could also finagle yourself into a company that way too. Like who's willing to do the work? They're willing, but they have a little less credentials, but they're willing to do the work. So why don't we go with them? Because this person is taking too long to call us back because they probably have something else lined up. So that drive, you're right. That drive is important and you can have drive with a college degree or without. I, I think that's a really good point to make. Like I'm just a millennial and I push college, right? And I'm part of the like the generation that's really burned by college debt, like suffocating under college debt. So it is really good to highlight like there's other ways to have a good fulfilling life and be successful outside of college. And y'all won't have the debt possibly that we have if you are open to that. <laughs> exactly. And I, I mean, I can speak to speak for myself. I'm a prime example. I haven't finished my degree yet. And I already stepped into the career field that I wanted. Because as I mentioned to you prior to filming this, I got a nonprofit job. I'm in public relations. I'm the public relations manager at a nonprofit. And I got more than I was asking for because I just pitched that I wanted to do marketing. And she was like, we're going to make you a public relations manager. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's Uh cool. And you know, it's a new environment for me. It's all new to me. I was talking to my mom because I've never done a time card before. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm filling out a time Mm -hmm. card. Like, it's just so cute to go on this journey. And I did it without having to go through what if some of my friends are going through, they are, you know, getting ready to graduate or have graduated already. And they're having issues finding Mm -hmm. a position. So it was really important to me to like, get on the ball. Like if I can get my foot in the door now, why not 
not get my foot in the door. I'm going to finish school and I'm doing that for myself. But I think they have the mindset like you finish school and then you work for a job. But I say right now it's very hard to get one. So it's like you want to be proactive on that. So I'm glad that I did that for myself. Like I said, I'm a prime example that like I didn't have to finish school to receive what I was looking for. It's literally the job of my dreams. It's remote. It's flexible. She's like, yeah, just show up to the meetings and put in your hours when you feel like putting in your hours, no stress, we're a chill environment. And I'm like, what? This is a great way stepping into the corporate realm to mm-hmm. start at. Like I might not be there forever, but this is a very healthy environment to look at what I should want for myself going forward if I transition to another nonprofit. I'm so happy for you that you had the, you were assertive enough to figure that out for yourself before graduating and not needing to walk across that stage to like then activate your hustle and your job search. So um, that I'm like really excited that that's something you're doing. And I think it's really responsible that you're keeping your other job, at least for now, to keep those coins coming and I'm imagining you're saving. So good. Yes. Yes. That is exactly why I'm keeping it around. I'm like, yes, it is stressful. We all complain about our jobs sometimes, but no, I cannot leave because it's just smart for me to have that coin coming in. Well, I think we thank you for sharing like how we can best support you. And I hope everyone listening like keeps these things in mind and tries to be better ally. And that part just about encouragement. Encouragement is free, y'all. It's free. (laughs) Saying a nice thing or giving somebody a boost in their day or even, you know, walking into that restaurant. And of course, as well as tipping your server, say you, you know, really gave us excellent service today and we had a great night. Like those words mean a lot to people and you might not realize it. That is very true. Well, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us and I wish you the best of luck and I hope you have the career, the type of career that you want, that you're proud of and one that doesn't cause you extreme stress and trauma like some of the other stories we're sharing. Like I hope better for you and that's why work stories exist. So like you don't have to have these stories. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. The pandemic has definitely increased our respect for essential workers and shift workers. But can you imagine dealing with all of those struggles while being in your early 20s? You're trying to learn and gain experience and also trying to figure out how to like pay for things like food and gas and housing in this really expensive economy. So let's do our part and pay extra attention to how we're treating Gen Zers and the words we're using, the type of encouragement and the mentorship that we provide. They need it the most. So in honor of JoJo and today's episode, I'm going to be offering $5 off of any Workstories merch for the next week. Use the code Gen Z at checkout. Have a great week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.